preface to parables from nature this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by julie parmenta parables from nature by mrs alfred gatty preface there are two books says sir thomas brown in his religio medici from whence i collect my divinity besides that written one of god another of his servant nature that universal and public manuscript that lies expanded unto the eyes of all those that never saw him in the one have discovered him in the other and afterwards as if giving a particular direction to the above general statement he adds those strange and mystical transmigrations that i have observed in silkworms turned my philosophy into divinity there is in these works of nature which seem to puzzle reason something divine and hath more in it than the eye of the common spectator doth discover surely these two passages from the works of the celebrated physician and philosopher may justify an effort to gather moral lessons from some of the wonderful facts in god's creation the more especially as saint paul himself led the way to such a mode of instruction in arguing the possibility of the resurrection of the body from the resurrection of vegetable life out of a decayed seed thou fool that which thou sowest is not quickened except it to die thou fool fool not to be able in thy disputations wisdom to read that book of god's servant nature out of which there are indeed far more actual lessons of analogy to be learned than we are apt to suppose or can at once detect assuredly the changes of the silkworm and the renewal of life from vegetable seed are not more remarkable than the soaring butterfly rising from the earth grub a change which worked the caterpillar a reasonable being capable of contemplating its own existence it would reject as an impossible fiction it was not however sir thomas brown's remarks which gave rise to these parables for the first was written in an outburst of excessive admiration of hans anderson's fairy tales coupled with the regret that although he had in several cases shown his power of drawing admirable morals from his exquisite peeps into nature he had so often left his charming stories without an object or moral at all surely was the thought that either is or may be devised a moral in many more of the incidents of nature than hans anderson had tried for and on this view the lesson of faith was written an old story for the ancients with deep meaning made the butterfly an emblem of immortality yet to familiarize the young with so beautiful an idea seemed no unworthy aim the sedge warbler is open to the naturalist's objection that female birds do not sing but it suited the moralists that they should do so in this particular case and who would not err in such company as spencer milton thompson beattie and the immortal isaac walton 
And in the violet embroidered veil, where the lovelorn nightingale, nightly to thee, her sad song mourneth well. Song of commerce, Milton, and Philomene, her song with tears doth steep. The shepherd's calendar, November, Spencer. But the nightingale, another of my airy creatures, breathes such sweet loud music out of her instrumental throat, that it might make mankind to think that miracles had not ceased. Walton's angler all abandoned to despair she sings her sorrows through the night and on the bow soul sitting still at every dying fall takes up again her lamentable strain thompson seasons spring and shrill lark carols clear from her aerial tour bt's minstrel an interesting account of the first discovery of the sedge warbler, of its habit of singing by night as well as by day, of its mocking notes, and of its distinctive differences from the reed warbler, may be found in White's History of Selborne. Nothing but the present growing taste for the use of microscope and the study of zoophytes, among other minute wonders of sea, earth and sky, could justify the selection of so little popular a subject for a parable as will be found in the knowledge not the limit of belief the moon that shone in paradise was the exclamation of a very melancholy mind which failed to recognize in the thought the hope it was calculated to convey and which it has now been attempted to teach may the lesson of faith and the lesson of hope each work its appointed end and may they combine to enforce on the minds of youth the value of that still more excellent gift of charity which hopeth all things believeth all things endureth all things end of preface recording by julie parmenta